Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. And on today's episode, we're diving into the latest box office numbers and movie news from around the industry. But of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a podcaster looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, check out Pondex today at pondex.com. Use the promo code Larry21 to save you 10% off your order. And now on to today's first topic. What happens when there's no wide theatrical releases and it's the holiday season as we emerge from the pandemic? You get the second lowest box office weekend of the year and an estimated 38.3 million, a notch above the January 28th to the 30th time frame when we reach the bottom of the wheel from 2022. With all movies at 34.87 million. Top pick this weekend is, of course, the fifth go round of Disney Marvel's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which made 11.1 million. On Friday, the movie crossed the fourth century mark with a running total of 401.55 million. Through today, Wakanda is pacing 5% ahead of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at the same point in time. Total now stands at $409.8 million. The movie will best Multiverse's domestic run of $411 million by next weekend. Along with 20th Century Studios and Disney's Avatar, Way of the Water set to conquer all business next weekend with a potential $200 million domestic start. Nobody wants to waste the marketing dollars to play in front of that, especially when moving going doesn't pick up until after Christmas, when there's zero holiday distractions and kids go on break. A year ago, you'll remember Disney made the mistake opening Steven Spielberg's West Side Story on the second weekend of December ahead of Spider-Man No Way Home, and no one came, resulting in a box office take of $10.5 million over three days. No studio was willing to risk a wide release this weekend after seeing how that went down. However, in pre-pandemic times, family films playing ahead of year-end Titans have done great on the second weekend of December. Just take a look at Jumanji, the next level. It opened to $59 million ahead of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalkers, $177 million in December 2019. In 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse opened to $35.3 million 
ahead of Warner Brothers Aquaman. Solid family titles in the recent pre-COVID era have proved to break through. It, mean, it remains to be seen when that will happen again. Next year, there are no wide releases booked by the majors on December 1st or 8th, and that's before Warner Brothers DC's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on Christmas. This weekend, on the smaller side, a moderate expansion of focus features. Spoiler alert, based on the Michael Osiello tome, made 700k after a, a 230,000 Friday at a mere 783 theaters. That's good enough to get the movie into the top 10. Despite no noise on the white side, A24's Brendan Fraser drama The Whale officially posted the best theater average of 2022, unseating the studio's Everything Everywhere all at once with 60k over the three days at six New York City and LA theaters as of Sunday morning. The movie was on fire this weekend, boosted by the sold-out Q&As in New York City and Fraser doing the same in LA. What's working here? This pick, despite its depressing tale of an obese man, has an uplifting ending in a 25 to 34 crowd who's zipped over half of all ticket buyers enjoys seeing this redemptive tale, which mirrors the comeback narrative of Frazier's career in this stunning performance. That's what sets this movie apart from all the darker prestige dramas on the marquee now. The 90 star has much love. That provides some hope for prestige Oscar bait dramas. Though only 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, Frazier has been buzzed to have a lock on Best Actor after the pick's Fall Film Festival tour. The Whale was the tale in all of its theaters when it played, including New York's Lincoln Square, Elmo Drafthouse Brooklyn, LA's Burbank Grove, and Century City, meaning it was number one. Searchlight's Empire of Light, directed by Sam Mendes and based on the life of the Oscar-winning mother, was panned by critics at 47% rotten and didn't do so well. Booked in 110 theaters, the movie flickered 67,000 on Friday for what shaped up to be a 160k opening on Sunday. So to recap, at the top 10, at number 10 is Spoil Alert. Number 9, I Heard the Bells. Number 8, Met Opera The Hours, followed by The Fablemans, followed by Black Adam, followed by Followed by Devotion. Then The Menu. Then we have Strange World. Number two is Violent Night. Number one is Wakanda Forever. And before we move on to our next topic, be sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe channel, hit the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, thank you so much for watching and let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. And now on to today's next topic. Does Wonder Woman 3 cancellation spell doom for the DCEU? Warner Brothers Discovery just did what Ares, the God of War, and the entire German army could not. It stopped Wonder Woman in her tracks. Or at least Jenkins at the helm. The news, which was broken on Wednesday evening by The Hollywood Reporter, came as director James Gunn and producer Peter Safran settle under the roles as DC Studios co-chairs at WB. According to the trade, the pair in Warner Brothers Pictures decided to pull the plug on Wonder Woman 3 with writer-director Patty Jenkins, who had recently turned in a story treatment she co-wrote with Geoff Johns, which was to star Gal Gadot. However, 
Sources close to the project have suggested the events are not so cut and dry as initially reported. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Chickens turned in a story treatment that Gunn and company were unsatisfied with, and for which they provided a series of notes. Chickens apparently opted not to pursue their suggested change of direction, thereby ending this version of Wonder Woman 3. However, there's still the prospect of continuing Gideau's version of the character, possibly in even another solo movie. It's still on the table for Gunn as DC Studios decides what it will do going forward. Nevertheless, the immediate news of Wonder Woman 3's death came with unverified reports that suggested DC Studios' new approach to its stable of superheroes remains heavily in flux. The Flash director has apparently lobbied to direct a Man of Steel sequel starring Henry Cavill, which is also on pause, and that the studio is weighing how to handle multiple cameos already filmed for The Flash due out next year, including the Man of Steel himself. The Hollywood Reporter's implication is that until Gunn and Safran reach their final decision about what to do with the DCEU characters, they don't want to tease Snyderverse revivals that will never come. In other words, DC Studios' choice to cancel Wonder Woman 3 could be prelude to the cancellation of the entire DC Extended Universe as we know it. They just haven't pulled the trigger. Or maybe they, are, they have and are simply waiting to the last completed DCEU films play in cinema theaters next year including Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. However, that report is largely speculative in that nothing is currently being decided by Gunn and Saffron about how to proceed. Still, it's the potential death of Godot's Wonder Woman 3 qual and possibly Momoa's Aquaman franchise after next year that makes the possibility kind of startling. While 2020's Wonder Woman 1984 left critics and audiences divided over its quality, the Jenkins Helm sequel was never really tested by the box office since it became the first studio tentpole released on the streaming during the COVID-19 pandemic. Christmas Day 2020 to be exact. However, its predecessor, Wonder Woman from 2017, was one of the high points in the superhero genre for many during the 2010s. The film had a dazzling four-time multiplier, meaning it made four times its opening weekend gross and overall domestic box office suggesting a wild, a wild word of mouth that few superhero movies have enjoyed. It also made Gal Gadot a major star. For that reason, she also is seen as one of the most valuable players of the DCEU stable, with most of the casting deriving from Zack Snyder's directed and produced films released between 2013 and 2017. Apparently, Gadot was lined up for a $20 million payday for Wonder Woman 3, and Jenkins would have been paid $12 million. Gal Gadot might have implicitly confirmed this, as before the story broke, she posted on Twitter, quote, A few years ago it was announced that I was going to play Wonder Woman. I've been so grateful for the opportunity to play such an incredible, iconic character and more than anything, I'm grateful for you, the fans. Can't wait to share her next chapter with you. Similarly, it seems an unlikely coincidence that shortly before The Hollywood Reporter suggests DCC's studios, is unhappy with the performance of last October's Black Adam, which not so subtly set up Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill to star in a Black Adam-Superman crossover down the road. While both Johnson and Godot seem hopeful about their features with playing these characters, 
they each seem prepared to defend legacies that may be on the verge of getting cut short. A cynic might say that it feels like we're at the end of a Scorsese movie. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, excuse me. Where everyone's getting whacked. Or going to jail. Indeed, even Jason Momoa's Aquaman is on the chopping block, according to The Hollywood Reporter. And that's a character who's coming off of an unqualified banger for Warner Brothers. It was only four years ago when Aquaman surpassed all expectations and grossed more than one billion. Prior to Momoa stepping into the wetsuit, this was a character who was the butt of pop culture jokes, including at WB when they allowed HBO's Entourage to use the idea of an Aquaman movie as a punchline in the early 2000s. The prospect of shuttering a billion dollar franchise in order to make room for a larger interconnected shared universe is unheard of. In fact, we'd personally suggest it shows another of the many creative limitations when building shared universes, when if one or a handful of films fail, namely Justice League, and the overall backlash to early DCEU films in this case, then they all have to eventually be swept clean. Like the Ark of the Covenant's wrath at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, it also speaks well of Matt Reeves' desire to keep the DCEU's machinations the hell away from the Batman movie he's, he's making. If all a shared universe does is money up the creative waters, and then potentially damn them up, be that as it may, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav has made no secret that he wants the DC characters to be exploited 
as thoroughly as how Disney has mined Marvel Comics for interconnected and interchangeable superhero movie content. And at that moment, the new Shepherds tasked with that goal might want a clean slate. There's even an unconfirmed rumor now going around that Momoa may be offered the role of Lobo in the new DC Universe, which would be one of the stranger consolation prizes in Hollywood memory. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Are you surprised that Wonder Woman 3 has been cancelled? Were you looking forward to it? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. Despite all these cancellations, a hard re reboot is probably the best choice for the new DC movie universe. Like we previously discussed, the Hollywood Reporter's report sent shockwaves throughout Hollywood and came in comic book movie fandom when the news broke that Warner Brothers and DC Studios would not be moving forward with the third Wonder Woman movie. This came on the heel of Variety reporting that the company's Black Adam stood to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 million to 100 million due to its tepid box office performance. Warner Brothers has disputed the latter story but offered no rebuttal to the news of the Wonder Woman's shocking demise which that story also included several juicy details about the future of the DC Universe under the new leadership of James Gunn and Peter Safran. The biggest takeaway, which we somewhat discussed, was the closing the book on Zack Snyder's superhero run. This is wise both creatively and financially. Since its launch in 2013 with Man of Steel, the Snyderverse lurched from one misconceived movie to another stalling out in 2017 with the god-awful Justice League with Joss Whedon finished while Snyder dealt with a family tra tragedy. Though the filmmaker was granted the unprecedented opportunity to finish his cut, which Warner Brothers released to HBO Max in 2021, the studio was clear that this was a one-off to satiate rabid fan demand. Snyder would not be returning to the DC Universe in any creative capacity. What this meant for the iterations of characters conceived under his watch was not entirely clear. Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman and James Wan's Aquaman were wildly successful crowd-pleasers, though Jenkins' follow-up, 1984, was disappointingly muddled. Fans were still generally eager for Gal Gadot to continue on the role, while Jason Momoa's second go-round as the buff Aquaman isn't due until December 2023. His surfer dude take on the character has been a welcome departure from the humorlessness of Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman. If Gunn and Saffron want to keep Godot and Momoa around, no one would complain. According to Kit, however, everyone associated with the Snyderverse could be on their way out. And hate to say it, but thank God for that. I am far from a Snyder hater, though 300 struck me as a silly fascist fantasy. I thought his take on Watchmen was a visually stunning achievement, but fascinatingly so, while Man of Steel felt like the promising first chapter of what should have been a long-running series of movies. Unfortunately, his Superman flick fell short of commercial expectations, which spurred the studio to panic and ramp up plans to assemble the Justice League. The resulting Batman vs. Superman Donna Justice was a dreary, overstuffed mess that amplified the worst aspects of Man of Steel. We just finished with Christopher Nolan's deathly serious Batman trilogy, 
We didn't need another dark superhero slog. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Gunn and Saffron will pitch their bold new vision for the DCEU to Warner Brothers Discovery sometime this week. It sounds like a hard reboot is in the offering. Or in the coming, I should say, excuse me. This is the only way to go. While I like Momoa and Cavill just fine in their respective roles, keeping them around would be an unwelcome reminder of previous missteps. John Cena's Peacemaker can continue his misadventures on HBO Max for as long as they can keep their bizarro character compelling. But the, bit, the new big screen DC universe, which does not include Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker, should be completely walled off from the past. As for tone, I hope Gunn leans towards the sentimental sentimentality of his Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Folks who prefer their Cape Crusader yarns to play like David Fincher's Seven can get their grim fix from Reeves' movies. James Gunn's DC should remind us that the escapist superhero entertainment can be exhilarating and hopeful. There's a re reason Richard Donner's Superman is still considered one of the best comic book movies 43 years after its release. As portrayed by the great Christopher Reeves, his Man of Steel took time off from battling supervillains to land a busted jet and rescue a cat from a tree. Superman actually enjoyed being Superman from time to time, and people cheered his heroics. Don't be afraid to play to an inner eight-year-old. Let these movies be a little cornball. But now we gotta take a look at the dawn of the Gunverse. One conundrum for Gun and Saffron is the existence of the upcoming Flash movie. Due in theaters June 16th next year. The film is described... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As an unlocked picture, which suggests the studio has yet to make a decision on how much if any, the Snyderverse to keep. Muschietti has expressed a desire to get back to the old Donner optimism, but it is highly probable that his star, the deeply troubled Ezra Miller, will be making their final appearance in the title role. I know they recently did a round of reshoots, and we've been told that the movie is, despite the behind-the-scenes turmoil, coming together nicely. Will Gunn and Saffron be content to consider this Flash and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom one and done's? <coughs> if it's true that the duo is eyeing Momoa to play the intergalactic bounty hunter Lobo, this certainly seems to be the case. From an executive job security perspective, I'd be uneasy about turning my back on a pair of well-liked blockbusters. But again, 
As a fan of these characters, I'm very desperate for them to move on. The stench of the Snyderverse mustn't linger beyond 23. This is Gunn's chance to be Kevin Feige. To pull this off, he needs to be completely unencumbered by previous failures as he constructs his vision of the DC Universe. And, forgive me if this is a revolutionary notion, have a goddamn ball with it. Fan backlash is inevitable, but fans always fear change. They also have short memories. I don't want a fan-sourced DC Universe. I want James Gunn's DC Universe. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below about the future of a new DC Universe. Are you in support of it? What do you want to see? Are there certain characters you want them to introduce? Do you think we'd go back to a new Justice League movie? And who would you pick for a new Aquaman or Superman? Let us know in the comment section below. And now on to our next topic. Indiana Jones is back. We finally have our first real look at Harrison Ford's next turn as Indiana Jones. Disney and Lucasfilm released the first trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny last week, showing first footage of the whip-cracking archaeologist's fifth cinematic adventure. But the first trailer for Dr. Jones' new adventure doesn't really reveal much about the plot of the movie, but focuses on the warm, fuzzy feeling of having Indy back on the big screen. The trailer is a big nostalgia play for the viewer and Indy, and it delivers some fun moments. John Reese davies returns as Sala, Indy jumps some subway turnstiles while riding a horse, and we are reminded never to bring a whip to a gunfight, especially when there are a dozen guns pointed at you. The trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny offers a glimpse at a de-aged Harrison Ford, meaning viewers should expect a flashback or two or maybe something else. The production of the latest installment in the adventures of the globetrotting archaeologist has had a troubled road to completion. After years of false starts following 2008's poorly conceived conceived and received, I should say, Kingdom of the Crystal School, the film finally started to move forward a couple of years ago with Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth attached as writers and James Mangold directing. John Williams returns to score Indy's next movie, which he said will be his final film before retirement. But the, co uh, the composer was giddy enough about the project that he shared a taste of his, the new music back in September. Along with Indiana himself, Harrison Ford, the fifth installment in the series, will star Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen excuse me, Boyd Holbrook, Toby Jones, Antonio Banderas, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the first Indiana Jones movie not to be directed by Steven Spielberg, nor does it feature a story written by George Lucas. Spielberg serves as a producer instead, alongside Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, with the next Indiana Jones movie set to be released on June 30th, 2023. Let us know your thoughts on a new Indiana Jones movie. Do you like it? Do you have any thoughts based on the trailer what you think is going to happen? Is time travel going to play a part? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer has arrived. 
the upcoming Transformers movie sees the war between Autobots, Decepticons rolling on while introducing the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons for the first time. Quote, for millions of years, our world has transformed. But something else has awakened. The trailer sees the return of legendary Transformer Optimus Prime, as well as fan favorite Bumblebee, who recently had his own spin-off film. Speaking of which, it looks as though The Rise of the Beast is set in 1994, shortly after the events of the spinoff. In fact, the new film is said to be a 90s globe-trotting adventure with the Autobots and introduce a whole new breed of Transformer, the Maximals, to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. Transformers Rise of the Beast stars Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, alongside the legendary Ron Perlman as the gorilla-inspired Optimus Primal. Pete Davidson voices Mirage, John DiMaggio as Stratosphere. Additionally, we get a glimpse of the other Maximals, Arizor, Rhinox, and Cheetor, who will be facing off against a new enemy, the Predacons and Terracons. There you'll find Peter Dinklage as Scourge, Kayla J. Rodriguez as Nightbird, and David Sobolov as Battletrap. Rise of the Beast will star Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback on the human side of the conflict and is directed by Stephen Capel Jr. The film was originally announced in 2021 and was due to be released this year before being delayed a whole year and until 2023. And hence the theaters on June 9th, 2023. Let us know your thoughts on Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer. Do you think we need another Transformers movie? Do you think this one will be as good or better as the original trilogy that we got back in the day? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer has been released. It seems like James Gunn is ready to make superhero fans across the globe cry their faces off because the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is bringing equal parts uh, Hype hero action and devastating emotional moments that seem like audiences will be blubbering messes by the end of it. It's the final chapter for the galaxy's favorite intergalactic a-holes. <laughs> Following their recent appearance in Thor Love and Thunder, the delightful, ridiculous The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Said after the events of 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, super powerful being Adam Warlock was first introduced in Fantastic Four comic books back in the 1960s. The second film in Marvel's Phase 5 is likely the last we'll see of Peter Quill, this version of Gamora, Drax the Destroyer, Groot, Mantis, Nebula, and Rocket Raccoon. We already knew from Gunn's comments at the Guardians of the Galaxy panel during San Diego Comic Con that a hearty chunk of Volume 3 would explore the past of Rocket Raccoon with a trailer flashback of a very cute baby Rocket backing up his claims. Gunn said at San Diego Comic-Con that Rocket is the saddest creature in the universe, which might be true until people see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for themselves and potentially give the roughhousing raccoon a run for his title. Gunn surely has plenty of surprises up his sleeve before the film arrives in theaters, but this trailer all but guarantees the swan song will be one for the record books. Peter Quill opens the trailer with a moving motivational statement. 
We were gone for quite a while, but no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. The crew arrives on a new Earth-like planet, but the inhabitants are far from human. Sadly, Gamora is not with them, as she died in Avengers Infinity War. A different version of Gamora from an alternate universe came to the central MCU universe via the events of Avengers Endgame. But now, the Guardians hope to reunite with any version of their lost friend, and are searching for her. For Drax, this means petting a new man-child in the face with a ball on counter-Earth, and inciting a rock fight with the land's inhabitants. I guess that's one way to make a connection with an alien race and hopefully gain new information. Speaking of Gamora, we don't see a whole lot of her in the trailer. It's clear that at some point the Guardians achieved their internal mission of fighting her as she's seen helping Mantis carry Drax out of a situation where he looks to have been hit in the chest by something. But there's also shots of her holding a Polaroid, drawing a weapon, and an epic shot of the original team walking away in unison from a fire. It'll be interesting to see how the crew interacts with this new Gamora in a more in-depth role. The trailer also gives us our best look yet at Will Poulter's Adam Warlock, a major character in the Marvel comic books who originally played a huge role in the Infinity Gauntlet in an Infinity War miniseries. Comic fans were a bit confused when Warlock wasn't included in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films of Avengers Infinity War, especially after learning he was supposedly to be a major player in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Warlock is shown with a jewel in the middle of his forehead which in the comics was an Infinity Stone. Considering this is supposed to take place after the events of Endgame, we'll have to see, wait and see what the purpose of the gem will be in this film. Maybe the gem is an Infinity Stone and Guardians Volume 3 will be the latest to play around with timeliness in the multiverse. All of the scenes with Adam Warlock show him independently with the exception of one shot that shows him pinning Nebula to the ground punching her square in the face. As the character has played both the hero and occasional villain in the comics, it's unclear how he will function in this film. The end credits from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 showed Aisha presenting a gold growth chamber with a being she crafted specifically to destroy the Guardians. So it's likely that Adam Warlock will be the secondary antagonist of the film. However, given the much greater threat at hand, it won't be surprising if Adam Warlock has a change of heart and eventually joins the Guardians to take down the High Evolutionary. Speaking of Rocket Raccoon, something big is happening with Rocket and no one in the galaxy is emotionally ready for it. Nebula recently gave Rocket the Christmas gift to end all Christmas gifts in the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday spe Special which will almost certainly come into play during Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, for better or for worse. Rocket is responsible for many of the emotional lines in this trailer, including telling Peter Quill, Pete, I'm done running. It's been implied that Rocket was created as, as the result of animal testing, which has always been a sore spot for the team's smallest hothead. In the comics, Rocket comes from a planet in the Keystone Quadrant that serves as an abandoned colony for the mentally ill and their genetically manipulated animal companions. It's hard to know how much of the story Gunn will keep and how much will be changed for the MCU, but Gunn has made it clear that this film's arc is the plan he's had for Rocket Raccoon from the very beginning. The trailer also shows a brief shot of Rocket hugging Lady Lila, a wise otter who is Rocket's soulmate in the comics. 
The voice of Lady Isla has yet to be announced, but this could be the character Gunn was teasing when the film wrapped principal photography a few months back. We know from the shot of Baby Rocket that the film will feature flashbacks, so it's unclear whether or not she will appear in a flashback or be introduced to Rocket in the current timeline. Regardless, it's sure to be emotionally devastating, and given the inclusion of the animal hybrid, Newman the High Evolutionary, perhaps he will provide the painful answers to Rocket's history. The Guardians of the Galaxy films have been riddled with pop culture references from the very beginning, with even the volume names referencing the mixtapes Pete Quill has been made of his favorite music. While the Comic-Con teaser boasted the song, Do You Realize? The new trailer has, in the meantime, by the band Space Hog. The song feels right at home with the Guardian soundtrack in a weird meta-coincidence. The song was the lead single off the band's album, Resident Alien. The song was tailor-made to be in a Guardians movie. Another interesting bit of pop culture fun occurs when the Guardians jump out of ship in colorful spacesuits that look a lot like the ones from Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Plenty of fans online have also noticed that the suit look a lot like those in the video game Among Us. But uh, those suits also are a reference to Kubrick's film. Most importantly, there are a few shots of Quill, Mantis, and Rocket all crying out in agony. It seems as if someone might be saying their last farewell, but it's not exactly clear who. With James Gunn leaving Marvel to co-lead the film, TV, and animation division over at DC, it's also quite possible that all the Guardians will be saying their goodbyes, because as Rocket says in the trailer, we'll all fly away together one last time into the forever, that beautiful sky. Guardians in the Galaxy Volume 3 arrives in theaters on May 5th, 2023. And now on to our next topic. James Gunn actually uh, responded to all these DC rumors that we discussed. Like we previously discussed, there's been a level of excitement in the air among comic book movie fans since news that James Gunn's the architect of Marvel's Hate Guardians of the Galaxy series is being named co-chairman of DC Studios alongside veteran producer Peter Safran. Was DC finally going to have a visionary in place to create a cohesive roadmap for Warner Brothers? That'll take years to know, but the Gunn honeymoon hit a rough patch Wednesday with some fierce fan backlash to reports that claims DC was spiking a third Wonder Woman movie directed by Patty Jenkins and starring Gal Gadot. Like we mentioned before, the Hollywood Reporter article cited rumors that DC's new brass could be closing the door on the Snyderverse, canceling a long-rumored Man of Steel 2, and sunsetting the Jason Momoa-led Aquaman series after next year's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It also questions whether DC will invite Dwayne Johnson back for more action in light of recent reports that Black Adam is struggling to break even. Gunn responded to the report and ostensibly the blowback with a series of reports or tweets, excuse me, on Thursday, saying, "Some of it is true, some of it's half true, some of it is not true, some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not."
With their high-profile new posts, Gunn and Saffron are certainly between a rock and a hard place when it comes to a number of decisions they'll have to make in the coming months and years. Since the advent of what's considered the DC Extended Universe, there's indeed been a lot that's worked, and much more that hasn't. Four of the first five DC releases, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad, and Justice League, are generally considered super clunkers. But some of those, particularly the movies directed by Snack Snyder, still have a loyal and fierce following among the DC faithful. Never was that more evident than in the release to Snyder Cut, a social media campaign, which famously led to the release of the beloved filmmaker's director's cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max in 2021. The only film among the first batch that was both a critical and commercial success was Wonder Woman back in 2017. Though that groundbreaking hit was followed up with a far less well-received sequel, Wonder Woman 1984. The five other DCEU entries released since Justice League, including Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Black Adam, have been a mixed bag. The biggest successes, 2019's Joker and March's The Batman, exist as of now in their own separate universes. Gunn and Saffron will also have to govern the release of next June's The Flash, has been marred in controversy due to a pattern of tripling behavior and arrests of the Flash star Ezra Miller, not to mention some lingering anger over the shelving in the planned HBO Max film Batgirl. So yeah, these guys have their work cut out for them, but only time will tell truth from fiction. So let us know in the comments section below your thoughts on the possible end of the DCEU. If they canceled it, would you what would you think they should keep? What would you get rid of? Let us know. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will again see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook facebook.com slash the cinema gold show support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.